Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. You can find me on Twitter, at Dilly Sanders. Um, joining me today is my co-host, as always, Brandon Olson, who you can find on Twitter, at Dominus underscore Brandon. Wow, fuck me, right? <laughs> Just, um... <laughs> uh, is, there any, is there anyone here today? Um, I don't know, you were too incapacitated to record a podcast last time, so I didn't know what to expect. I'm sober tonight. <laughs> um, uh, I'm so ready for the draft. It's only a couple days away. Yeah, but it's now t- technically Monday because it is two a.m. What do you mean, mean? it's one a.m.? You tired of the that time of the night? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be that kind of episode. <laughs> um, it's coming out in a couple hours. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're continuing the, the mock draft, um, again, we're not going to get too in-depth, um, if you want to hear our in-depth thoughts about each of these players, you can tune in to our live stream that we're having all three days of the NFL draft, um, we're just going to have fun, and, um, and, uh, yeah, and then watch the draft, and we'll give our opinions then and there, um, we have, we'll, we'll share a couple quick thoughts about each person, but, you know, it is what it is, um, so yeah, we'll start off top of the fifth round, pick 147. The Cincinnati Bengals select offensive tackle from South Carolina State, Alex Taylor. Um, we just kind of had him go here because they needed offensive line help. Help. Man, I just help. cannot speak. What? The thing is, like, you're adding, like, th sounds help. for words that don't need it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, like, listen, I don't like get it It's not a lisp, you're just adding noises to words, like, they they don't belong there at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Alex Taylor is a huge, huge human being. Um, you know, stood next to him at the Senior Bowl. Scary person. He's very, very raw. Um, but, you know, the Bengals are a young team, so give him some, some time to learn. And uh, he could be a good player. Yeah, and then... Uh... Next, we have the Carolina Panthers going quarterback, taking James Morgan out of Florida International. Uh, he's a guy that like, his tape's pretty good. He At the combine, he at least looked good during drills and uh, just like on-field workouts. And we know that they just signed Teddy Bridgewater. This is just strictly depth at this point because from what we saw last year from Will Greer, wasn't great. Um, of course, Cam Newton's gone. Kyle Allen's gone. So James Morgan just gives them... Another young backup. Um, and then pick 149, speaking of young backups, uh, the Detroit Lions take Jake Fromm, quarterback out of Georgia, yeah. um, because they love taking bad quarterbacks in the late rounds. <laughs> um, so we had them go Jake Fromm here, just a little bit more insurance uh, in case Matt Stafford goes down again this year. It's disgusting. I mean, not really insurance because he's not good, but, um, you know. <laughs> just another guy back another there. another player. Another backup quarterback that could, like, catch a touchdown pass <laughs> randomly. Um, 
And then at pick 150, we have my New York Giants taking Nick Harris, center from Washington. Uh, He's one of those guys, like, I don't like to give the interior offensive lineman label because I seriously don't think that he can play guard. But uh, I think that what he offers at center is definitely good enough to get him drafted here. Uh, It's weird because there was a time where everybody was like, oh, Tyler Biadish is like that dude. And then over the course of like a week, Biadish dropped a ton, and Nick Harris was in like first round conversation. And then, and then now the we're senior talking. Happened, I mean, and he couldn't snap a football. Three, yeah. <laughs> Midday <laughs> one, whenever everyone figured out that he couldn't snap a football. Um, which I don't know. It, it was weird because you know he the tapes there that he was good on tape. Um, but I don't know. He just didn't perform in person, and his stock dropped a ton. Which I mean. Yeah, I'm sure some team, maybe the Giants, will uh, will have uh, more faith in the film than uh, when they see him in person. So I know teams really kind of scout in the fall, and then kind of final impressions are in the uh, are in, you know the Senior Bowl scouting combine stuff like that. You know, and then uh, 151, the Los Angeles Chargers go James Prochet, wide receiver out of SMU. One of my favorite receivers in the class. Some of the best hands in the in, in this class. Um, this wide receiver class is so good. Yeah, the fact that Prochet is going at one fifty one, mm-hmm. it's it's wild because he I mean, is he is way more talented than going one fifty one. Yeah, he's easily one of the best slots in the class. And there's a couple more receivers in this round that I wouldn't mind having. Yeah. Um, wow. So you had a really good slots. But Grayland Arnold <laughs> going at 152 to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, slot defender here, nickel defender, whatever you want to call him. I didn't like putting the corner or safety label on him because he's a very versatile piece. But, uh, yeah, him going to Carolina here, he gets a, he gets paired up with Matt Rule and Phil Snow back from Baylor. Uh, I think this is the ideal landing spot for him, and 152 should be right in his wheelhouse. And then 153, Miami Dolphins continue their awesome draft and get Kevin Dotson, lineman out of Louisiana. Uh, he's very, very good. Um, yeah, he's going to add some great depth with the potential to, to, to eventually make his way into the, uh, into the lineup, especially with a weak offensive line there in Miami. And the following pick was then forfeited by the Arizona Cardinals last year for drafting Jalen Thompson, safety out of Washington State. Oh, I'm, uh, I forgot to press record. I'm sorry, I just messed <laughs> I feel like you weren't messing with me, but you thought you actually weren't. No, recording. I was 100% messing with you. I wasn't even looking at clean feet. <laughs> I don't know why I thought. <laughs> like, what was the purpose of doing that at pick 153? Like, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> like you said, it's that time of night. <laughs> so Cardinals forfeited their pick for drafting Jalen Thompson at safety out of Washington State. Um, and then at pick 154, we have the Miami Dolphins using a Jaguars pick, drafting Jack Driscoll, the tackle out of Auburn. Uh Miami just filling every possible need they can in their offensive line. Sure as hell needs help. Uh, so Driscoll, Dotson back-to-back fill the needs and hopefully help them up front for this coming season. 
and the distant future. And then at 155, Minnesota via Buffalo, via Cleveland, um, they draft safety out of Georgia, J.R. Reed, um, who is another player who has a lot of potential and uh, a lot of, especially a lot of special teams uh, potential, which is where a lot of these later rounds go. Yeah, and then I pick 156. We have the San Francisco 49ers using the Denver Broncos pick, drafting Lakey Fotu, the defensive lineman out of Utah. Uh, he is, I believe the kids say, dummy thick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, I don't know why I said the kids say. Like, I use that phrase. Um, but... So yeah, Lakey Fo too gets to replace DeForest Buckner. Obviously not replace him, but uh, try to fill that role left as the just space-eating defensive tackle on that line. And honestly, this is great value. Uh, the only reason Lakey Fo too falls this far is because he's kind of a one-trick pony, but he is damn good at that one trick. And whenever he's on, he's on. Whenever he's off, you know, eh. Um, but he, he's good to go to a, a team kind of like San Francisco where they can just kind of shift him out of there if he, if he it goes on a cold streak, which tends to happen. And then uh, 157 Jacksonville goes Anthony Gordon, quarterback out of Washington State, who, um, you know, Washington State quarterback is going to Jacksonville. Um, <laughs> they need another quarterback in that room, um, so they go another air raid kind of guy. Um who's basically just Gardner Minshew too, With worse mechanics. With worse the whole, mechanics. The whole standing just perfectly still in the pocket thing is like wild. Yeah. Um, it's He is working on his footwork a lot, which is the main thing that brings his game down. If he could fix his footwork, you know, he could be pretty good. I hope until he proves that he fixes it, Madden has him just stand perfectly still. <laughs> um... And then I pick 158, we have the New York Jets taking Rashard Lawrence, the defensive lineman out of LSU. Uh, I mean, this is honestly a great fit because Greg Williams tends to just, or honestly, the New York Jets always just have dominant defensive lines. So Rashard Lawrence won't have pressure on him to perform early. He's got talent around him, and he could just really develop here and learn behind or under defensive coordinator Greg Williams. Yeah, um, and he is uh, very competitive, so expect for him to fight to get on the field. Um, and he's also very versatile in, in that kind of defense. So I, We I just, get it, you're an LSU fan. <sighs> At 159, <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders select Justin Stranad, linebacker out of Wake Forest, um, which is giving them more depth here. They need more linebackers, and we were like, oh, Justin Stranad's okay. Let me throw him on here. We ran out of linebackers that we like. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the most part. We just went, I mean, there is a linebacker. There is a need. Why not go there? Um, there's, this is the only linebacker in this in this round. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's one coming up, like, can play linebacker, but, like, I wouldn't be thrilled if he played it on a consistent basis at all there are no linebackers in the next round <laughs> in the next round yeah in round six there are none there's no off-ball linebackers <laughs> shocking and um, there's only one more off-ball line <laughs> two more off-ball linebackers that get drafted 
That's fair. I mean, I'm not we a don't huge like fan of <laughs> we yeah, don't no, like, not we a don't huge like fan. the linebackers in this class. Uh, Outside of the all. top, like, five. The linebacker class this year is, like, the tight end class this year. Next year's linebacker class looks pretty, pretty, has a lot of potential to be very good, though. Can't wait for it to suck. Um, Charles Snowden, baby. We got Micah Parsons next year, Dylan Moses. Um, <laughs> no, he's going to stay another year. <laughs> Um, with pick 160, the Indianapolis Colts take Khalil Davis, a defensive lineman out of Nebraska. Uh, had a, I guess you could say, solid combine performance. He only did a couple of the drills, but what he did do, he performed pretty well in. Uh, puts up good tape, and this is another one of those spots like Lakey Foto and Rashard Lawrence where it's like, these guys are not going to have pressure on them to perform early or succeed early. So they can kind of sit back and learn and grow behind other more talented veterans. Um, and then at 161, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go Trajan Bandy out of Miami. Uh, I know you, you're you the one that pushed for this pick, so I'll let you talk about it. Yeah, um, Bandy's a guy that, oh God. I just said he, the whole. Yeah, this is a guy. He's um, a he's a dude. <laughs> to John Bandy's a corner that I thought that Todd Bowles would really like. Um, mainly because he's not afraid to get physical at all. He's kind of small. He's like five eight, one eighty. Uh, so obviously not at all the biggest guy, but he could play in the slot. Um, he's very physical. He's not afraid to just crack people. Um. Not great technique, but <laughs> he he's not afraid to crack people, which you kind of you gotta love that. Uh, he's athletic. He's he's raw right now, but he could play in zone. That's kind of where he excels, which is what Todd Bowles I think would love, and he could easily slide in as a depth piece in the secondary. Yeah, and then the next pick. Yeah, pick one sixty two. We have Washington drafting Solomon Kinley, the interior offensive lineman out of Georgia. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of his game. I, yeah, that's. I just, mean, he's just part of the Georgia offensive line. That's you know they're big dudes, and Washington needs depth. That's what a lot of these picks are: depth. Yeah, and especially Washington, they've had games in the past couple years where they'll go in with six active offensive linemen. Two will get hurt, and they'll have to play a D lineman there. Uh, crazy that washington has horrible medical uh, situations um that solomon kinley could step in and eventually become a starter on this offensive line which if you can get that mid late day three you gotta love that and then at 163 the chicago bears go with bryson hopkins tight end out of purdue uh he is a receiver and that's about it (laughs) he's good hands and he can route run um he's just pretty one uh one dimensional who a lot of people have uh, as valued higher, way higher than this. It's just I'm not very big on this tight end class. So he kind of dropped, and the Bears, you know, benefited out of that. Yeah, especially since they uh, released Trey Burton now. He could just step in, be Trey Burton, just younger, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe taller. Um, yeah, he could just step in and take that starting tight end role, even though they don't use tight ends at all. Um, I'm pretty sure... That their tight ends combined for like a hundred yards last year through sixteen games, so it's it's yikes. Love that. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's not that bad, but yeah, no, it it was bad. Um, 
And then at pick 164 to Dallas. Are you looking it up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just heard the keys clicking, so figured. Um, yeah, I pick 164 with the Dallas oh Cowboys. Oh, my God. I was <laughs> worse than I expected. I, yeah, uh, it was, yeah it no, was Trey really Burton bad. had 84 receiving yards last year. Yeah. And he's not bad. It's just that they don't use them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's, it's yikes. Um Pick 164 of the Dallas Cowboys, selecting John Hightower, the wide receiver out of Boise State. Um, I mean, he's kind of one of those guys. He's a tall, deep threat. I, I like his route running, especially for a late guy. Um, but he's tall, but not like not big. Uh, he's he's kind of a he's a really thin dude. Uh, he he's Miles Bryant's weight. But he's about five inches, six inches taller, so it's not great. Um, yeah, I think with the ball in his hands, he's pretty good. He offers early special teams uh, abilities, so Dallas could use him as a returner there. And honestly, like putting him out there with uh, Tony Pollard, you can you could do some fun stuff with your receivers, which or with your offensive weapons, which uh, yeah, any contributor now is a big plus. Um, and then uh, at 165, Jacksonville takes Carlos Davis out of Nebraska, um, who's basically the same exact thing in, as his brother. <laughs> um, yeah, both potential, very, very athletic. Um, yeah, could be, it, it could be fun. Uh, which one was faster? I want to say Kalu. I just feel like he's better at everything. Yeah. Um, so no Chicago uh, tight end had more than a hundred. They had ninety one, eighty seven, eighty four, and seventy four, which is not good. Yeah, it's 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 really bad. Um, <laughs> they had one one touchdown combined. Who caught it? Um, Jesper Horstead. Yikes! Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Davis games. is faster. Okay, yeah. Oh no, uh, Ben but- Broniker caught one too. Yikes! Team just this, that offense was just yikes. Um, Alan Ro- Robinson was good. Oh, one one guy uh, out of like twenty something that played. Yeah, they had uh, two of their top six receivers were running back. Yeah, see, um, and the other one was Javon Williams, who had one hundred and eighty yards. <laughs> At pick six, we have the Detroit Lions using their pick from Philadelphia that they got in the Darius Slay trade. Uh, they draft Anthony Jennings, the edge out of Alabama. Um, he's a guy that I've liked since before the 2018 season. Uh, I like his versatility. I think that in this defense specifically, it's where he'd excel, where he can move around between off-ball linebacker, defensive end, stand-up on the edge linebacker. Uh, just getting him involved, getting him out there, letting him make some plays. He's solid against the run, solid against the pass. Uh, not great in coverage, but it's something that he can do every now and then and probably won't hurt you too bad. Uh, so I think his versatility is a big plus for him, and going 166 is great for him. And at 167, the Buffalo Bills select Tyler Johnson, wide receiver out of Minnesota, uh, who had a very interesting offseason, but he had a productive college career, 
has great hands. Um, he'll contribute in the NFL. It's just, you know, interesting. He fell a lot in the offseason. Um, but, yeah, a great value here for Buffalo because uh, they need receivers. And uh, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll work his way into contributing very quickly on this team. Yeah, it's it's so weird. Just his whole his whole off season. This, I hate he's, it. He's talented. <laughs> yeah, it's just his off season was so weird. That it's like he 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 approached it very weirdly. He mismanaged his own off season. He like skipped the All Star game to prepare for the combine, and then didn't work out at the combine. And pro days got canceled, and it's just like it's, it's wild. Um and then right after Tyler Johnson goes, we have pick 168, the Philadelphia Eagles, using the New England Patriots pick, draft Jake Luton, or Luton, but Luton, Jake, I don't Jake, care how Jake you want to say it. It's Luton. Or, uh, yeah. Quarterback out of Oregon State. I really like this fit because I feel like he kind of excels with uh, play action passing, play fake, and kind of keeping it quick with timing routes. And Philly, if he ever needs to step in, which... Let's he might. He's, he probably <laughs> will at some point. Let's be real. Uh, he might have to. I feel like it'd be very easy for him to step in and step into an RPO-heavy offense without having a ton of pressure on him immediately. Uh, this could be an ideal situation for him if he ever has to step on the field. Um, and as someone who watched a lot of Jake Luton's film, because um, I do enjoy watching Oregon State, as weirdly as weird as that is, um, he's, he's pretty efficient. Um, he's not, he's not bad at all. Um, he, uh, yeah, he has good mechanics. It's just, uh, he's, he, his, I don't think his football IQ is that high. <laughs> Daddy, um, I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Tomapea? <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, yeah, he's not a big dude. Um, well, he's tall. He's six seven, but he's I don't know. He just, he doesn't like. He's not like you know built. He's um, not thick. He's not dummy thick. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. He he's not very. He's not no, very. Really consistent. out here calling people dumb and then doing whatever you just did. <laughs> I didn't say he's dumb. I just said like his <laughs> his quarterback IQ isn't like the highest. Okay, Mr. But he can, he can he can make the throw. <laughs> he can make the throws. Um. And then at uh, 169, the New Orleans Saints select Calvin Throckmorton, offensive lineman out of Oregon. Shout out to you, Ross. I know you're jumping through the roof for this one because I know you really want this to happen. Um, the offensive lineman was running thin, but the Saints still get a, a, a good one that fits their needs uh, and their style of offensive lineman very, very well, as in he can play pretty much anywhere on the line. Yeah, as I say, just incredibly versatile. Can move between four of the five spots. Uh and fun, yeah. He fun fact about him. He in his last like four thousand snaps, he had allowed one one sack, which is not bad. I I feel like did we have the uh, the name of who it was? Uh no. Yeah, I, I felt like I saw it somewhere. Probably should have wrote it down. Oh, well. it could have been Derek uh, Brown because he said that was the the toughest feel, matchup feel, that he had. Yeah, I feel like that's what it was. Because, which yeah, which then it's understandable. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then I pick 170, the Baltimore Ravens are up, and we have them taking Javaris Davis, the cornerback out of Auburn. Uh, he's not a guy that I was super high on going into this offseason, and then he showed up in Mobile. 
and uh yeah same uh, yeah the same exact yeah he was kind of just i don't know it was awesome to see because he's like he's tiny but he was he came always, in late too and he was dogging people yeah he was a late addition and he just came out and just started balling it's like he he looked really good um he's really athletic just auburn their corners this year just really athletic guys um we have big fan of javaris davis following the senior bowl uh I think that if you put him in man coverage more often than zone, you'll uh, kind of exceed. He'll excel there. And Baltimore, they throw man in zone, but they like to bring a lot of blitzes. So I feel like if you stick him in man or any kind of match co- concept, uh, getting him there, he'd be great. I I love what they do in their secondary, and especially right now, adding Javaris Davis, he would have no pressure on him to perform early. No, which, I mean, I feel like none of these people should. Yeah, no, but it's like there are some teams that they draft guys, and it's like, yeah, well, everyone else sucks. Uh, so, so you're kind of the best we got. Um, Speaking of, at 171, the Houston Texans uh, select Julian Blackman, defensive back out of Utah, who is uh, a very un- another one of these unfortunate medical cases. Uh, he's super, super talented. Um. Because, I mean, being able to, I don't know, he, he stood out a lot um, on this Utah defense, which is good to do because, uh, you know, it's a star-studded. So, um, he, he has a lot of versatility. He could play boundary corner. He could play nickel corner. He could play safety. Um, either really spots, I honestly. So, he has a lot of versatility, and Houston needs uh, defensive backs. So, sorry. Uh, to Julian for sending you to Houston, but uh, it kind of <laughs> had to happen. Yeah, and uh, Julian going to Houston would be one of those situations where it's like, oh, he's not expected to perform early, but like he could perform early and do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> like He might see the field early, and he might really yeah, no. play well. He, this, he, this could be one of the best steals, uh, getting him at 171, because he, he has extreme talent. It's just, yeah, staying on the field. Yeah, and then uh, pick 172, we have the New England Patriots via Seattle Seahawks uh, taking Kalijah Lipscomb, the wide receiver out of Vanderbilt. I wasn't super impressed with him, uh, just tape, mobile, anything. Uh, but I do think that he could offer a bit of value as a wide receiver for probably. Um, I think he can move around inside and in the slot. I don't think he's going to be able to handle NFL press too great, but uh, he's shown potential and he's shown flashes with just some great catches, honestly. Uh, soft hands. He's reliable. He's one of those guys that it's like, he can last in the league a long time. I just don't think he'll ever be anything really special. Um, and then uh, at 173, Denver gets another tight end in Devin Asiasi out of UCLA, whose name kind of really only showed up during the offseason. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think a lot of us just didn't expect him to come out. Um, yeah, uh, but, you know, he is uh, he's good. Um, he I've, I've watched a lot of UCLA, obviously. Um being the Pac-12 guy, and then oh, there's always someone on that UCLA team that I like a lot, which forces me to watch a lot of UCLA. Caleb Wilson. Shout out Caleb Wilson. 
Um, okay, Caleb Wilson or Josh Kelly? Who do you like more? Josh Kelly. <laughs> who do you like more just tape-wise? Not knowing how awesome he is. <laughs> Josh Kelly. All right. Um, man, I loved I loved Caleb Wilson's tape. Um, that wide receiver. Yeah. Bryson Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, you know, Devin Asiasi is he's, he's kind of s- similar to Josh Kelly in that he's kind of good at everything but not there's not one thing that he like is elite at I would wow say. i'm telling josh right now you <laughs> said he's not elite at anything i mean i don't know like i, I don't know he's a jack of all trades which is important to have um i don't know i don't know that's how i would explain it he does it all and, yeah no, that's our uh evan mead texting me one day he's like oh what do you think of devin asiasi i was like I mean, he's there. Like he does everything like okay, but he doesn't do anything great. Like, yeah, that's I just, I just, what I, he just is. I just, you know, sorry, Josh, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Don't worry. <laughs> he's gonna text you tomorrow. Big like, fuck you, man. <laughs> Frick you, dude. Oh heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 174, the Tennessee Titans go Jermichael Hasty. Wow, running stealing back out of my Baylor. I really love him, and you're just like, yep, well, now I'm stealing your thunder. Good talk um, about him. <laughs> uh, this pick was pretty easy because Tennessee Titans, they did just cut Deion Lewis. Uh, Jermichael Hasty could step right in and fill that role. I think he's going to be a great third down running back. Um, he's He's small. Like he he's a tiny dude, but there are few people or few running backs in this draft class that are more about it to protect their running back to protect their quarterback than Jamichael Hasty. He's five eight, two oh five, and he will just throw his body on the line for his quarterback. Uh which obviously is an awesome thing to have. Uh but he could also contribute a lot out of the backfield in the receiving game. Um uh, behind that tennessee offensive line i think he'd excel whenever he does have to come in or god forbid anything happens to derrick henry um yeah he's not gonna he's not a huge like long speed guy but he's quick enough and he's got good enough vision where he can break a long run every now and then and uh yeah he's got sweet feet (laughs) and then at 175 the las vegas raiders go steven montez quarterback out of colorado um this is purely just in case Derek Carr gets hurt. He won't be a replacement for Derek Carr. He's he's a project kind of guy. I don't know. I don't Wait, I'm not were, a huge were fan. Are we not him. drafting him as the immediate starter and franchise no, quarterback? No. Oh. Ooh, yes. Um yeah, no. He's <laughs> just bad. you know, a fifth round quarterback, <laughs> basically. Yeah, big arm. Uh, didn't steal the better. show. At the, he looked okay at the senior bowl, but he, he looked didn't steal better the than show. I expected. Yeah, I, that's all I was gonna say. I, didn't, I was gonna say he looked great. He just looked better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next, I pick one seventy six for the San Francisco Forty ers We have Darnell Mooney, the wide receiver out of Tulane. Uh, great athleticism, and just in this offense, he could kill people. Like just his speed is insane. And then putting him in a Kyle Shanahan offense would just be unfair. Uh, like him, Debo, it, it would be wild. Uh, I, he's not a guy that I think is ready to step in right away. And 
He's Dante Pettis, just with less special teams ability. That's that's what he is. Uh, he's younger, cheaper Dante and Pettis, not as good of a, and not as good of a Twitter account. Oh no, there are very few. <laughs> but it's weird that Darnell Mooney is closer uh, to a name than like Dante Pettis's Twitter account, like like D Maney or something like that. Yeah. It's like it's weird that Darnell oh, I, Mooney I is followed, closer than that. I followed Dante Pettis for a long time on Twitter without knowing that it was Dante Pettis. <laughs> <laughs> Because his name is like D Maney, and he doesn't it's just always Dante. talk about it. It's just Dante. Yeah, yeah. I, his his like uh his at is like D Maney. Like, I I knew he was like a football account. I literally it took me forever to point out the fact that it was that it was Dante <laughs> Pettis. He's because because his Twitter account handle is creative major creative writing ma- major. Uh, well, his bio is creative writing major SF 49ers. Yep. <laughs> When I first followed him, I didn't know it either. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I love him for it. I think actually the reason I found out who he was was because he did an event with a Bleacher Report at a Washington game, and uh, he threw like a shirt or something to like a crowd of fans, and I followed the person that caught it because he's also like a draft person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, oh, I got to catch whatever from one of my favorite Huskies, Dante Pettis. And, like, had the at there. And so I was like, oh, okay. Because, yeah, like, also when I followed him, like, I wasn't, I didn't know that it was Dante Pettis. But I was like, oh, okay. Got it. I <laughs> <laughs> understood. <laughs> um, and then 177, Kansas City. Uh, speaking of the Senior Bowl, this guy kind of destroyed. Uh, it was Devon Hamilton, defensive lineman out of Ohio State. I know you really liked him out uh, at the Senior Bowl, so I'll let you talk about him. Yeah, I was going to say, because I remember after the first like two days of practice, I think, we were, we'd were we always like regroup at the whole nine house, and we would talk about players we liked and didn't like. And I remember saying Devon Hamilton was someone that I thought was a stock up, and a couple people were like, ah, are you sure? Like, he looked good. He didn't look great in like pad drills, but he looked good during practice one on ones and just working against people. I was a big fan of his game there. Uh, he definitely went big stock up for me. I had him going late day three before this. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he went a little bit earlier, but the defensive lineman in this class, we have a lot of good specialists, and teams are just going to take what they need. Yeah. And then at 178, the Denver Broncos go Khalid Kareem, edge out of Notre Dame. Um, this is another guy who is is depth. He's uh he's not bad. He kind of got lost in that uh in the Notre Dame uh defensive line, but I know Brett Coleman is a big fan of his. Um, he has a lot of power. Um. Yeah, he he doesn't have a lot of burst, but uh, you know, he has the ability to 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 play and uh he can power through people. Um so it could it would be interesting to see him learn and again not have to contribute immediately in Denver. Yeah, and then with the last pick of the 5th round, uh pick 179, we have the Dallas Cowboys up again and they take Parnell Motley the corner out of Oklahoma. P Mott 
Right? They love him. Um, and this is another guy. He could step in immediately and contribute. Uh, they have Cheeto Bayouzier and Anthony Brown on the outside with Jordan Lewis at the nickel. But behind Brown and Bayouzier on the outside, they have Morris Kennedy or Kennedy, uh, Deontay Burton, DJ White, Chris Westry, Savion Smith, and CJ Goodwin. Um, not great talent there. Motley went... I'm sorry, I have to say this. Um, the Big 12 is all known for having just tremendous offense. I don't understand why individual defensive players get faulted for playing in the Big 12. Like, I don't know why people are like, oh yeah, like, whatever, he's a corner in the Big 12. Like, he's not great. He's going against Denzel Mims, CeeDee Lamb, Jalen Rager, uh, Andrew Parchment. Like, they're going against top-notch talent, and Parnell Motley shut them all down. Uh, he's fantastic. I think the only time that I did see a guy he was lined up with score, like, to burn him, I'm not even 100% confident that Parnell Motley had that assignment of covering him, or if it was cover two, whatever it was. But Parnell Modley is going to be the real deal. And Wait, who is the matchup? You know who's in the matchup? Denzel Mims. Oh, it was Denzel uh, Mims. Yeah, it was Denzel Mims. I think it was the first Baylor game. Um, yeah, the first one because it was the game where Baylor went up big early. Mm-hmm. And then Oklahoma came back. I just don't um, know why he didn't get a combine. I, that's what I was about to say. I have no idea why he wasn't at the combine. That is the most ridiculous thing. Because Honestly, he, that yeah. might be the craziest thing from this offseason. That was just insane, aside from the whole world ending. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Piedmont not getting an invite is crazier. No, but like, Romano. But, like, <laughs> he's not, like, you know, I wouldn't even put him in, like, the top ten, personally, for the, the cornerbacks in this class, but he's not bad. Um, and he has, like, his moments of shine, like, in, even in the LSU game. Um, they got burnt and destroyed, but, like, he had moments where he was locking up Jamar Chase. Um, and yeah that's the thing also they got killed in the slot for the huge majority of it yeah um i don't know he has i've i i have watched i've seen him get burnt um it's not like super consistent uh you know it just comes with being a defensive back especially in that um in that conference and even whenever they were playing out of conference you know they had to play people like lsu um every corner is gonna get burnt sherman got toasted by sammy watkins <laughs> in the super bowl yeah people get burnt he's very talented he, he should he's he should get drafted and he should have gotten a combine invite and i uh, if he doesn't get drafted whoever gets him as a udfa is getting a really good udfa if he doesn't get drafted i might slap the shit out of someone um <laughs> <laughs> that's just ridiculous because I, the fact that he wasn't at the combine was insane like Really, you think Parnell Motley shouldn't have been there? Yeah, but you're gonna invite like I'm trying to think of someone that I'm not a fan of. AJ Green. <laughs> not like you're not gonna invite Parnell Motley, but you're gonna bring Stanley Thomas Oliver or um, Josiah Scott. I don't like Josiah Scott. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm looking at a I'm looking at a uh, at a stat sheet that's pretty crazy. About Parnell Motley. Uh, is it um, the one that like Cam the, Muller tweeted? Um, no, it's by Stephen Ply. I'll send it to you right now. Yeah. 
Um, uh, he held uh, he held Jalen Rager, Denzel Mims, and Jamar Chase to zero catches whenever they were matched up against him. Yep. Um, like yeah, uh, I'll, I'll retweet this now. But if you're listening, you can go back and find the the Parnell Motley retweet. Um, it there just, was not a single receiver that performed above their season average against Parnell Motley. Had you seen that uh, that that chart? The one that you just sent yeah. me? No, I, I had not seen it before. Uh, Cam Miller tweeted out like the actual number, like the receiving yards allowed. Uh, okay. Uh, he tweeted out like the combined receiving yards allowed by people that uh, Parnell Motley was covering. Mm-hmm. Or like, I think he did it for uh, Mims Rager. And I forgot who else. His per his his completion percentage allowed was forty three point five percent, and AJ Terrell and CJ Anderson both had above fifty two percent. Yep. Um. So he, I, you know. also hold the CJ Henderson one. <laughs> no, uh, I forgot who brought it up. But uh, there was one game. Oh, uh, the LSU game. He let up a huge touchdown. But like his teammate, one of his teammates, like collided with him and took him out of the play completely. So it's like when people brought up like the yardage or touchdowns. But thing. Was like, that was completion percentage, and that was one catch. I know that's. But <laughs> you just saying it just reminded me of the. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah we all know C.J. Anderson's good, so we don't yeah. have to, to worry about that. But um. Well, I am worried about it. Sorry, he's better than Jeff Okuda. No, yeah. he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> We need you to say that you're joking. <laughs> I am joking. Okay, good. All right. No, I'm not. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We are the 40%. <laughs> yeah, we're the 60%. No, is it 40 or 60? 40, 40, 40. We're the, we're the 40%. This is now Whole Nine Sports ASMR podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, come back tomorrow for round six. Um, be sure to tune They're in. They are coming back. <laughs> Be sure to tune in um, for the uh, smooth jazz hour. Um, oh, what, what, <laughs> would you listen? Hear that? I, I hear some smooth jazz rocking right now. Um, I hate me this. On Twitter <laughs> at Dilly Sanders. You can follow Brandon on Twitter at WS WS underscore Brandon. And you can find the show on Twitter at Whole Nine Sports. Thanks for listening, and we'll. You know, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh-huh. Hope to have some fun with you. All right. We're not going to have any tomorrow. <laughs> Bye.